business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It is 10 minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining us. And today we have a really special guest. I often wish that the off, re, offline, off-air conversations could also be podcasts because we have so much interaction on there. Simone Miller, who is the residential property manager at, I've got to get the pronunciation right. She even sent it to me, Simone, in idiot's English so that I can pronounce it correctly, and now I can't find it. Um, sorry, Akshopolis. Akshopolis, you almost got it, Avi, well done. Akshopolis, there you go. Simone, welcome to High FM. Thank you so much, thanks for having me. Good, thank you. Okay, so we all battle with interesting names. Where did you come up with that name? I take it it's Continental. Akshopolis is actually a Greek name, Avi, yes. and it means city of worth. So in the precinct where we're situated is almost like a little city in a bubble within sand in itself. And it really, it allows you to do almost everything you want in one space. From residing as a resident to have a working office to going down the deli, which is really convenient and to having a hotel. So if you've got the in-laws coming, you don't have to share your space. We've got you covered. <laughs> If you want to rent space in Santon and you want to have a discreet discussion with Simone about the ins and outs of what you want and what you need, the lady is really street smart and she'll understand exactly what your needs are. So she's the lady to speak to. Simone, let's go back to the very beginning. When we think of Santon, um, we think of a very busy, ever developing, a, a city that has morphed from a small little residential area into the basically the CBD of Johannesburg. And if it's the CBD of Johannesburg, it is the, probably the CBD of Southern Africa. And it is really the heartbeat. The stock exchange is there. Most of the big hotel chains are there. Why did you guys decide to develop in an area that's already so to- closely contest- contested and, gra- and land is at a premium? Harvey, I think it was for us to to diversify from what we used to. So our company is known for building malls. And we wanted to kind of expand into the residential areas and into the market and give the, give Stanton something that they've never seen before. Well, South Africa hasn't seen before. And there was definitely that niche in the market that hadn't been tapped yet. So the owners saw this opportunity and said, we've got to go for it. So Generally in, in Sandton, and you're quite right, we are situated right at the bottom end of the Golden Mile. As you said, the stock exchange is up the road from us. And most of the buildings around Sandton are sectional title, which means there are different owners. You own a unit in an, in an apartment block. You don't own the whole thing. Whereas we are very different. We own the entire building as owners and we set the tone, which makes it very unique in this area. And I think that's what we looked at. And there is certainly a demand for luxury accommodation that's yet affordable where you feel safe, where you can make it a home, and where you don't have to drive up and down constantly, where you've got everything in one space. 
And that's something quite unique to what Axiopolis offers compared to the rest of what is in Santa. And yes, there is a lot of, there is a lot of uh, supply. Uh, I think our demand or what we offer the, the market is very different to what our competitors do. So we say, if you had to put it in a nutshell, which you already have, what would the differentiating factor be between yourselves and something similar in the market? I'll be very simple. We own the whole building. Right. We're not selling it off partly. We own the building, so we set the tone, we set the rules, and we can control what's happening in our environment. There's no outside factors, which is which is great, in our little bubble, which is then different to what the rest of the market is offering. Where you've got body corporates, you've got different owners, you've got different people having a say. Yeah, it's one owner, and we are quite we're quite content. Before we get into the main uh, topic of our conversation, which is power of the responsible landlord in South Africa, um, John has just sent through a very interesting SMS. He says, "I rent from one of your competitors every time I come into Santon. It's very nice, but very expensive." The thing that worries me is I never know who's going to be next door, who has let out their apartment as an Airbnb, and I have had some disastrous interactions and have at times felt very unsafe. How do you, how does your guest um, differentiate from the experience that I've had? I mean, very good question from our guest. So we have, our, first of all, our vetting process is very strict, very strict. So we really vet the person that we allow into our building, not just on paper, but to see, do we have, can we gel with this person? So when they come on a viewing, we, we assess, does their personality fit in here? And then we have a set of house rules as well that we issue to all our guests as part of our lease agreement. For exactly that reason, my neighbor's playing loud music. I don't get along with this one. They don't follow the rules. We enforce those rules. So if some people step out of line, there's one set of rules that we follow and we address them. And if the guys, if the tenants don't want to follow those set of rules, unfortunately, we are going to part ways. We don't have to sit with that person in our building or tolerate that bad behavior because an owner doesn't want to take responsibility. We are the owners. We take the responsibility and resolve the issues at hand. Simone, let's let's get to the the matter at hand um, about how one vets and how one goes through the process. We don't have long before the break, so if I stop you, we'll come back to it afterwards. South Africa is a complex place when it comes to vetting tenants. I know that from my own experience, and it's a well-known factor. You've got so many emotions that come into play. You've got this massive Gini coefficient of the haves and have-nots when it comes to financial You've got a different culture of what's acceptable in certain places and what's not acceptable in certain places. And then you always have people who will always pay a certain card when things don't go their way. And what it does, it just creates animosity. Um, how do you guys start the process up front with making sure that we're all on the same playing field and there's no misunderstandings from the very beginning? So, Avi, when you, when you come and view an apartment at Axiopolis and you're really interested in you want it, you say, listen, I really want to come live here. I want to make this my home. So, first of all, we, we see, do our personalities match? Is this the right space? Then we ask you to please complete a, a, an online link with an application form. We ask for things like 
payslips or company documents with an own business. We ask for bank statements. We request IDs. We request valid passports with valid visas. We ask for sureties where it's where we do require in terms of a business or if it's a foreign foreign national that would like to come and live with us. We want security as a business that the bill can be covered. We then go and assess um, the means of a person. How do they manage their accounts? And we do this through a company called TPN. That is a credit bureau. They give you a whole profile on the person that gives you the accounts that are listed. And they tell you, does this person pay on time? Do they pay late? Or is it a grace period? That's one aspect of it. We then go and verify from a patient perspective, does this money actually come into your bank? Is it actually there? Because as you know, fraud exists. So we need to verify. We then go and check IDs. We verify that with home affairs. Is it true? Does it come back to the same person? The same with visas. There's not a valid visa. Unfortunately, we've got a problem. Uh, we, uh, there is legal legislation around that. You can't house illegal immigrants or foreign nationals within your building. It becomes illegal. Uh, you've got legal compliance. And that's where the process starts. And if that all checks out and we say, yes, we like each other, we want to do business with each other, then only do we offer a lease. And there's a, there's a deposit to be paid. There's a lease fee to be paid. And that comes with the whole legally binding lease agreement that sets out the rights of your tenant and your rights as the landlord that is very clear and can be queried, but it's very clearly set out of these are the parameters of the cans and cannots. And so we're very upfront about that process. And once that is the lease is concluded, it becomes a legally binding document. And that is how we then manage our relationship going forward based on those guidelines. Simone, you've obviously hit a nerve because Lucky's just sent me an SMS with like 14 bullet points that he wants to go through. And it's very sure. valid. And I think that it's it's really pertinent to a person in his position. But Craig, let's take a quick break and uh, give Simone a time to get a sip of water. And we'll be back in a moment. This is RV on Business. Right, Simone, coming back to you. Let's look at Lucky's question. Lucky says, I am a DG, I'm a Director General in Government. Um, I come from the Transkei, and I often need to stay in Joburg or Cape Town. When I stay in Joburg, I stay for a longish period, from two to three months, and I have my family coming up from time to time. This has been a huge problem in the past. My wife and he's got in brackets, S, wives, come from time to time, and different children from time to time. Getting them access, getting them access cards is very, very difficult, and in times frustrating and embarrassing. How would your guest handle it if I chose to move my business to her? I have a very good question. So we do allow visitors. It's your house. It's your family. They're most welcome. What we ask is that the legal SC, in this case, would be our, our guest, would send us an email to say, hi, from unit so-and-so, I've got the following people arriving. I give, I give them access. We ask for a copy of their ID. So if they come and ask for an access card, we know we're giving it to the right person. We just want to follow a process and make sure that we know that you are aware that they're coming, you've, you've approved it, and we can accommodate. Obviously, what we need to keep in just in mind is the amount of people allowed at any given time. You're not going to be cognizant of your neighbor. So if your apartment, for example, in our space, you've got a three-bed apartment, we allow six people and another four or five guests. 
that can visit for the day. But obviously, everyone needs a place to sleep. So it's it's about pre-planning, telling us who's coming, so we can assist them when they arrive, yeah, that they don't stand in front of dead man's door, and they don't have that frustration of gaining access to your home. Okay, so I think that's basically the, the answer to the question is be upfront, communicate it so that we don't have hassles going further. The next Sorry. one is coming from from Lucille, which is my pet peeve. Um, I've stayed at different places like this around the country, and what irritates me the most is when I get home from work and just want to go to the gym and use the equipment, it is flooded with kids, and I cannot get a workout. How do your how do your guest how does your guest ensure that my private and and res, my private and rest time is the way I want it to be? I think it's a bit of a demand, but I understand what she's saying. You don't want to get to gym at six o'clock and there's just all the kids on the treadmill, you know, on their phones. So what we've done, obviously, our gym is a membership. So you have to pay to to access the gym. Not a lot. We are we charge three hundred rand a month, but that ensures that you don't have an influx of people that's just hanging around in the space. Thereby, the people that are paying for a service tend to respect the space. It's when it's free for all that you find that that happens where it's overrun with a whole lot of people that not not actually using the facility. They just there. So that's how we get around that, and we so it's a paid service, and then people do respect the space. That's how we've. Worked it and it works really well on our side. Um, the, the next thing is one word. Pets. What's your policy? Avi, we haven't, we don't have a lot of grass yet. So we've said a no pet policy. Obviously we do make allowance for service animals. So if it is a guide dog or an emotional support animal, I'm not going to say no, but you do have to be also kind to animals. There's never a space to run, use the facilities. Unfortunately, in my space at Axiopolis, I don't have that. So it's kind of cruel to keep an animal in the space. Unless it's a service animal, I, I, I really would not. You know, and it, it becomes a point of contention. Dogs barking or parrots squawking. Balance. It's a know, tough I'm one. I'm smiling at you because um, on last weekend, I stayed at a very upmarket um, rental place in Jerusalem. And uh, just walking through the apartment, the, the corridors, next thing the door opens and there's um, there were two cases where a lady walked out literally with a bear on the leash. And my a thought bear. Was, what does this animal do the whole day when you're not there? Well kept and really well behaved and very friendly and taking the dog out for a walk. But yeah, you know, it does strike me is that you you know having a pet is a huge responsibility. And you need to make sure that um, they they get what they what what they want. Okay, just moving forward, the the, the next thing that, that that sort of comes to to mind with me is that there's a very different big difference between living in a residential apartment and living in a holiday hotel. You know, the one you would expect a certain amount of behaviour. Someone walking around with a towel around their waist, going down to the pool. You'll let that slide. And the other one, I certainly wouldn't want to walk out of my door and uh, have somebody walking around in a towel because I just came out of the shower. But on the other hand, you need to regulate this stuff. How does one regulate it without getting up someone's nose? 
Bobby, it's, it's, it's quite difficult because people have different perceptions on how they perceive themselves to look in certain attires. So what we've done here is we've got a policy that says it's smart casual. It's not written on walls. We cover it in our right of admission clause. And we simply ask people to please, you know, it's a, in the hotel side, it's a family hotel. So no skimpy, skimpy wear because there are kids around. On the apartment side, and I know it's, it's, it's a pet peeve of yours as well, is don't walk around in your PJs and your slippers. Yes, it is a home, but there is still some sort of level of decorum and, and professionalism that we have here. It's your home, but inside your apartment, yes. Outside in the corridors, you are interacting with others as well. And it's to be mindful of that. It's just to have that, not a boundary, but just the respect for your, for your fellow man. So we have, we've put in place a dress code that says it's smart casual at all times. I've got a question coming through, which is very interesting, but I just wanted to ask you, so we've got residential units and we've got a hotel. Could one rent a residential unit for a shorter period of time as opposed to going to the hotel? Bobby, yes, we do have an Airbnb option, which we sort of take from one month to three months. Anything shorter than that, it goes through to the hotel on their longest day portion of their rentals. Okay. The reason I'm asking, let's say I wanted to come through and stay by you and I keep kosher. And I just find that staying in a hotel is, is very challenging. I just want to have a plate, a place to fry an egg, to, you know, just to prepare, I don't know, a pot of rice. Um, so that wouldn't be available for like a 10 day period. Oh, we absolutely, I can accommodate you. We'll accommodate you in the hotel. We do have uh, rooms in the hotel that's got cooking facilities where you can absolutely do just that. Why don't you We've say just had a group. ask the question, then we didn't have to go in roundabouts. Mm. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Simone, you're too serious. Never. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's really, really good to know that there are self-catering units within the hotel. Yes, absolutely. We do. Okay. Right. This is a, an interesting question. It's very long, and I've, I've just read it during the break, and I'm going to summarize it. This is a young entrepreneur, doesn't have too much credit to his name, does very, very well, but works in the informal community and doesn't have all the required documentation that somebody would need. Is it worth his while coming for an interview? Absolutely, yes, Avi. So what we'll do with an with an applicant like that is see what they have, we'll advise them, Maybe it's a matter of getting someone to sign surety for him or her to give us that extra level of comfort from a landlord and be responsible that they can afford. But it's absolutely worthwhile. I think it's good for people to to be to aspire and to want to live in the, in the luxury places that Santon has to offer. And it's not exclusive to one particular market. Everyone is welcome. But let's see how we can assist you without setting you up to fail. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yes. So I've, got, I've got two messages from people, funny enough. Um, one of them I know is a good friend of mine and somebody else uh, around the corner here who commute up and down between Israel and South Africa like myself. And there was two go-to places that we all used to use. And they, one has sort of fallen away a long time ago and the other one's in the process of falling apart. Um, so they would like to know from you, if you could just maybe paint a picture, if they were coming in for two weeks, um, 10 days to two weeks, what would your accommodation offer them? Why would it be something that they should look at? 
Harvey, I'm going to say to them, if they arrive in South Africa, come visit. I'd love to take them out for a cup of coffee and actually show them. Actually, is not something, words fail to describe it. But if you're here on two weeks, are you here on a business trip? Or are you here for leisure? Or is it a little bit of both? It's business, but it's it's also about seeing family, about maybe going out for the day. Um, yeah. It's so great. I can accommodate all of those. So for workspace, we've got a lovely, like, you know, shared office space or a hot desk. If you want to be working on the day, I can definitely assist you. There's Wi-Fi, well, fiber, and it's quite fast, so that's always important. Good. So we do have fiber. We do have lovely restaurants on premise, so you don't actually have to walk far. Benmore Shopping Center is around the corner. We have a shuttle service on site as well, so if you want to take the family out for a day, you don't even have to worry about an Uber. We've got you covered. If you want to take the Gau train, the bus is right out of my front door. So in terms of access points to somewhere else, not a problem at all. And for leisure, oh, in the sunshine, I know you've got sunshine right now. We are freezing. But we do have two lovely pools where you can relax at. There's even a private cinema if you want to take your family and watch a movie that's just for you guys. Um, go and watch a, a movie together with your family. It's a small little 12-seater. can become really intimate and really special. So you never have to leave. That's the whole thing about Axiopolis. It's a city within a city. Uh, I, I, as I said to you, I'm definitely planning a trip very shortly, and I, I might be the the new ambassador for Ashopolis going forward because uh, it really, really sounds exciting. Simone, going forward, the challenges of running any property, but especially a residential property, with intermittent power, now with intermittent water, with social unrest that happens up and down, with political nonsense that goes on, how do you guys? plan for this without it costing the tenant excessively at the end of the day? But, I mean, the nice thing about Axiopolis is that the owners and the developers took that into consideration when they built the property. So we have a an incredibly sophisticated water filtration plant on site. So we have backup water that will last us about two, three days. So if there's a water interruption, we don't really feel it as much. We also do have generators on site. We do live in South Africa. It's, I think that's become like a a necessity in a home these days. It's a given. Unfortunately, it is. It is. Unfortunately, generators are very expensive to run. So our our generation here is metered. So you only pay for what you use to try and keep those costs down. So it doesn't cost you as a tenant an exorbitant amount of money. But you do have the convenience of not being without power and not really feeling the load shedding as much as what our fellow South Africans do. So that was taken into account. Um, everything on our generator works from your lift going down so you're not stuck, your lights, your Wi-Fi, the most important, so business can carry on. The one thing that's coming through here a lot is security. People want to know um, if they come up and they they stay by you, if they are at work the whole day, one lady says, yeah, I'm often in court in the Johannesburg CBD most of the day. My children will come home from school by themselves. I have two young teenage children. What security measures are in place above and beyond that that I could expect? Bobby, we've got 24-hour security with, our, with personnel on site. Our customer service desk is open from 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. And we do. We do have kids that filter through and they've locked themselves out or they've just come home from school. And they know it's a safe place to pop in 
forest distance or just to hug or a cuddle because it becomes like home and it is family and you, you are living in a community and it's, it's okay, it's safe. If our folks walk up and down from us to Benmore Shopping Centre, the ladies do go running and they feel quite safe in the environment that they're at. At any given time, if any of our residents feel uncomfortable, they've seen something or they've heard something, our security is here 24-7, they can give them a call, we give out their number, and they will be at your door in the next five minutes knocking to see, are you okay? And it's nice to have that comfort. We have got single ladies living on precinct. And it's important for us to make them feel safe and that they can move around freely. So, I know exactly what you're saying because before we immigrated to Israel, we stayed in, uh, in furnished apartments in a building for six months and then it became like a little ecosystem. It was a very, very comfortable place to stay. The next person it really wants to is. know, I have a few vehicles, more than one per family member. Do we have additional parking if needed? Absolutely, I do. So with your apartment on your rental, we provide parking. So for example, on a two-bed apartment, we do give you two parking spaces. If you'd like additional parking, we do have available. We'll sign an additional addendum for that. That will be billed. But yes, I have it available. I even Fantastic. have storage. So if you're downscaling from a big house into an apartment because maybe you're immigrating, we've got storage on site. So you don't even have to go to a storage space and have it off-site. It will be right underneath you, and you can access it at any given time when it's convenient for you. Right. This is an anonymous one, but the heading is Pet Peeve with 4,000 exclamation marks. I'm I'm a big swimmer, and the challenge I often have is that if I come home late or want to swim early, the pool is often locked. Can I swim at my convenience, or are there strict pool times? Obviously, it's a very difficult one if you take into consideration children being unaccompanied versus your your avid swimmer. So we have two pools at Axiopolis, one being on the hotel side where it's available 24-7. The residential side, we do close it at a certain time. It's like 11 o'clock at night, and then in the mornings it opens up at 9 o'clock again in summer times, a little bit later in winter. But then you do have the second option of the hotel pool, which is slightly larger where you do have access to do that that's adjacent to the gym. So maybe you want to have a quick cycle and a quick run and then go for a swim and then back again. So, yes, possible. Fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's better. One of the questions basically wants to know, can I get three meals a day? Well, there's an hotel adjacent to yourself, and I'm sure you could just organize that with concierge. There's, the, there's the hotel breakfast room. We've got the restaurant. We've got the clubhouse. There's Pereira on site. There's the deli as well. So absolutely. Um, and then an interesting question from from somebody. Somebody wants to know, is there a Muslim prayer room available if one needed? Ali, that I don't have specifically. But I'm sure if they, if they come to us, if there's a short stay, they give us their requirements, we will certainly see how we can accommodate. And that goes for every religion. It's not specific just to our Islam community, but... To everyone that needs a space, we will see how we can accommodate. Fantastic. Simone, you're definitely going to hear from me. Thank you so much. Oh, if you don't come, I know where to find you. Okay. There was a public threat. So, uh, Not at all. I'm wanting you to start your love, your love story with Axiopolis. As you just said, there's a competition. So I'm looking forward to having you across and you can start your love story with our building and the precinct and just come to see what it's all about.
and become part of our community here. Before you think I cut you off, I've got 20 seconds left just to say thank you, and I will talk, talk to you very shortly. Craig, thanks for pushing the buttons. We'll see you soon. Thanks for having us, Avi. Pleasure. Be well.